Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. Hello, and welcome back to Three Witches and a Druid, where we sit around the kitchen table, or once again, as we are on Zoom, and talk about being pagan in our modern world. I'm Margo. I'm Maeve. I'm Gwen. And I'm Brian. And tonight, we are going to reflect on the year 2020 and how that changed our pagan practices, perhaps. So yeah, 2020. It's been a crazy year. Lots of ups and downs. I think the vast majority of people you talk to would say this has definitely been one of the worst years they've experienced. It's changed a lot of how we do things and how we look at society and how we're probably going to move forward. We'll try to talk about it from the pagan perspective, but of course, there's going to be lots of commentary just on society in general. And of course, this is still on Zoom, so there might be breaks and interruptions, us talking over each other, et cetera, et cetera. So of the four of us, did any of you guys participate in like a Zoom ritual, an online ritual? Yes. We pretty much did one together sort of thing, more than one. One, yes. I didn't do any large community ones, and I know they were hosted, but small group ones I did. And by the time we got around to actually doing something like that, I was really craving that in the spring. I don't know about everybody else. Mm. I was really Mm -hmm. grateful to have that was really, really nice. Maybe people out there don't know, but I'm not a big techno person. You know, I'll do the radio, I'll do this, but to go on, you know, chat rooms and all that, I was so dubious. But now it has become really just quite normal almost because any other group I belong to, you had to Zoom. And I did do online rituals. I was very, as I say, dubious in the beginning, but it really, really did help even doing them on Zoom. So that was great. I participated in a few different rituals. And one of the bonuses with doing rituals online was that you're able to do ritual with people that you're obviously don't live close to. So I took part in a couple of the ADF rituals, which was really nice because you get to participate in a ritual with people you may talk to online, but would never even think of like doing a ritual with druids in California or Australia. So that was really nice. That was, I guess, a bonus. Mm -hmm. I think that's sort of been one of the, when we were talking about previous episodes about people who 
teach online and create content online were almost ahead of the curve in this situation where they were set up and ready to interact with people electronically and were prepared for this kind of a networking type of situation where nobody really had done it before. There was no necessity. But if you already had that set up somewhat and had some practice at it, I think it was a pretty easy transition We'll admit that because I was in the Zoom groove, I did do a couple of seminars that I normally in the past would, you know, if I can't go in person, I would never have done them online. So that was very interesting. I actually did a few extra things because, I, you know, you're in that Zoom groove, I suppose. I guess maybe that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that, but I know that they mentioned small local businesses that weren't set up for online to the same extent as giant. So your local bookstore, as opposed to Amazon or whatever, Amazon has made a killing. The guys that are already big that were already set up for online did much better. I'm really curious now that Marco, yeah, you wisely said that there were people that were already doing online tools and courses and covens and that sort of thing. I'm thinking they probably did very well as well, whereas maybe small group stuff, not so much until they got up to speed, where it would be a seamless transition and these bigger schools that were already set up online were open and ready for business. You know, we all saw that reflect in general consumer, you know, our general society, but I wasn't even thinking spiritually that's probably very true that, and I know Brian, you said it's not paid, it's not a business model, but the Facebook group, the Maritime Pagan community just had a a blossoming. Oh yeah, there was a period there for a while where we were getting 40, 50 new members a week. It was kind of crazy. It's quieted down over the holidays. Last week, we only had three new members. That's to be expected. It's been interesting. Just to go back to the idea of ritual online uh, for a moment, one of the benefits that a lot of people wouldn't have realized was online rituals really made rituals more accessible for people who couldn't maybe go out in public due to a variety of reasons, but where to Zoom really gave them access to that where they weren't able to access it before. So I kind of hope that in the after times, when things do get a little bit better, that maybe that's one of the bonuses that'll stick around is a little bit more of the online connection to give accessibility to those who cannot access it. There were two in particular I can think of off the top of my head. You know, I wouldn't have been at those rituals because I wasn't driving to PEI. Yeah. You know, and another one was, you know, down Windsor Way. And it's like, no, I I probably would not have driven for seven o'clock all that way or something. But it was able to to be done online, which as somebody who's really not into technology, I surprised myself an awful lot. It actually kind of brings me back, Brian, to um, when we were young and had that three channel television universe that I grew up with. (laughs) They had mass for shut-ins, right? Yeah. That Sunday morning programming. And I remember the Maeve has been one of the longest running hosts of the CKDU Pagan radio show. But, you know, it's a shared position and there have 
been multiple other hosts. And at one point, maybe 25 years ago or something, there was somebody who ran opposite you or or I'm not sure. But anyway, she would do mask for shut-ins once every other show. She did quotation marks, mask for shut-ins, and she did a ritual online. And I think that faded out from popularity because eventually it became so easy to do stuff in the community, didn't it? People weren't solitary unless it was by choice. I did used to do them frequently. And I think the last time I did one was probably two, three years ago. Mm. So yeah, but this is, it's nice because, you know, you're seeing people face to face and you can, you know, smile and talk and really nice that way. Yeah. Yes. Much nicer than strictly on radio. Yes. Yes, definitely much nicer. Awesome. One thing I did get to do this year over the summer, there's a variety, of course, festivals. There's a Druid Festival in Ontario and a few Druid Festivals down in the States. And I actually had planned to attend one of the ones in the States. But of course, due to COVID, I didn't get to do any of that. But what happened is that two of the major festivals that took place out in the States took place online, just over Zoom. And it was interesting to be able to, like, I was able to participate. I saw a lot in the witching community. A lot of their festivals and conventions all moved online. And quite easily. So that was really interesting to see. Did any of you guys participate in any of that? I did not. I didn't, no. No. I guess, much like me, I am a bit of a technophobe. So I really wasn't in tune with any of that stuff or aware of any of that stuff. I don't know whether I would have or not. Brian, how does that work? Is it a matter of like the workshops are online, that sort of idea? Yes. So the two that I attended were set up both similarly. They'd have a schedule posted and basically they'd have multiple Zoom rooms. So like what we're doing here right now is a Zoom room, but they would have another room where another workshop was going on and they would have another one where another workshop was going on. And then a lot of them, the ones I enjoyed, they'd have another room where it was just mix and mingle. Feel free to log into the Zoom anytime you like for today and chat to whoever's there. And that was kind of nice. You pretty much just mute your mic, listen to the presenter, give their workshop over Zoom, and you just kind of went on a schedule like that. It was usually like 10-minute bathroom breaks, go get some drink and food between each session, and then you would come back and you'd do the next workshop. And then even at the end of the night, some of them had bardic circles where they would have a, like a scheduled system of performers. Everybody would get muted except the performer. The performer would perform, and then the next person would get on unmuted and they would perform and et cetera, et cetera. So it's not the same as sitting around a fire with your horned mead, but it's better than sitting at home and doing nothing. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. I think what I was more surprised about is just how quickly people were able to bring it together. Mm -hmm. A lot of these events, they had really hoped that things would clear up. And I think it was Wellspring only canceled like three months before the event. So they took three months and they were able to throw everything up online and make it happen. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Nice that the things happened even you know though we were in this situation yeah so one of the benefits of that i think this was mostly in the witching community was that a lot of presenters who normally wouldn't be available were suddenly available and so a lot of the workshops became more than uh than people were expecting because such such an author or for sure budgets would allow for that yeah because they didn't pay for travel and mm. everything Exactly. Yeah. The festivals themselves, they still weren't cheap. 
Uh, I think Wellspring I paid $30 for, but I know there was some Temple of Witchcraft ones that were 80, 100 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. There was a woman's in paganism one, which was $100, but they had limited the amount of participants. I think it was a max 100 people. So, mm. yeah, it, it's interesting. Probably allow better for more control of the quality of whatever the platform was, Zoom or whatever, so that people. Yeah, yeah. Different a decent uh, interaction with it exactly yeah so yeah it was interesting in that sense because i personally had planned to attend one of these festivals in the state but i wasn't going to be able to attend both but due to covid i was able to attend both i guess in a sense yeah, yeah. coming as we did from northern ontario and an isolated and solitary practice to nova <laughs> scotia I just think about that my first MPGFA, that weekend camping event, and how how I basically walked around in shock for that whole weekend. You know, you can see the, the people that come and it's their very first time at being at something like that because mm -hmm. they just realize that they're not so alone yeah. and that they're... These are my people. And these are my people. Yeah. And I could see possibly going back to an MPGFA event if they were still running on a digital format, but I can't imagine that if it's your first event ever, you don't have that struck to your core sort of feeling of awe from the arm's length sort of distance of a digital event. It's better than nothing for sure, and I think it probably helped people get through 2020. But that chance to really see people in the real. Oh, yeah, that will always outweigh. Yeah. It'd be kind of nice if events like this were able to keep some sort of digital aspect for the individuals who can't attend. Yes. Be it live streaming a talk and then you almost have like two festivals going on at the same time, one in the real and one in the in the virtual. I know that when um, and this is not yesterday either. And you were involved, Brian, when uh, the Canadian Pagan Conference the May 24th one was being held here in Halifax. We really tried to do something like that so that people that could not come all the way across the country would have access to workshops and everything. But the technology is so improved in the last 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was those Zoom. Was there even really like I know Facebook existed, but I think at that time it was still university yeah. student only kind of thing yeah basically so you know we did do those recordings and we did make them available but more as digital files that we emailed to people but mm -hmm. to be able to offer that second stream and like you say for people with mobility issues yeah. or anything that means that they are unable financial issues it can bring people a whole lot closer speaking of financial it's just an extra stream of revenue like yeah i'm not saying you have to give it away for free you can still charge for that access yeah speaking of uh the canadian pagan gathering that doesn't happen anymore does it what? well it didn't this year right and i don't i can't remember last year i think uh it was a gaia gathering gaia gathering oh the gaia gathering okay yeah it was the may 24th it was you know, i know they were having issues finding uh like cities host cities yeah yeah yeah. I truthfully don't know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I, I yeah. couldn't tell you. Yeah. Just on the topic of 2020, and we were speaking of our, you know, Zooming and keeping our spirituality up. Did any of you find your spirituality really challenged this year? I wouldn't say it was challenged. I feel personally, I well, becoming pretty much unintentionally unemployed, I found I had a lot more time to devote to it. Uh, that, that came out wrong. My spirituality itself wasn't challenged. But for the first, however, many months when we were all sort of locked up and confused, you know, to make yourself do these extra things because you weren't getting out to see people and rituals and all that. Did you find you slacked there at all? I found I slacked in the beginning. I did. Probably because I was very, I was so upset and, you know, you couldn't get out. And sometimes, you know, when you're in a bad headspace, maybe what gets you out of it is to go out and meet your friends and have a red or do drumming or whatever the case might be. When I say challenge, it was I mean, that way, not that I said, oh, the goddess doesn't exist. She wouldn't do that. None of that crap. <laughs> but I mean, you find yourselves like really like challenged to do what you normally do. That makes sense. I did. I think part of that is because I actually worked through the whole lockdown. I'm one of the people that I know that actually worked outside of the home during lockdown. Well, one did as well. Yeah. And we were busier than normal. So I know for my mental health, for sure, getting out of the house and working every day was good. I know for a fact I would not have done as well being quarantined at home by myself for that long period of time. But I was so focused on work and I was so focused on devoting so much of my energy to that, that I think I didn't have a whole lot of energy left. Like I left too, as you said, when you're not in the mood or you don't feel you have the energy to devote to your spirituality. Not that my beliefs change. I really relied on our group who other folks in it would say, okay, we're going to meet together on Zoom this night. And that was my save. Somebody else making the schedule, somebody else setting it up so that there was a place for me to come and be amongst my friends, even if it was digital. Right. I think the fact that I had the Grove was a massive help. I didn't really have to experience that because we kind of did everything at the Grove together, pandemic or not, be it online. Funny enough, early on, we sort of established this quirky little thing we called uh, Saturday Night Ciders, where just as a Grove, we would log on to Zoom and drink a cider and sort of catch up with one another. And so we still sort of had that connection that like our own personal little pagan community, which really, I would say, helped me get through it all. That's what's wonderful. I have cider in my fridge. <laughs> I, I have cider and yeah. not doing anything on uh, Saturday nights. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> I've been drinking local, drinking local, eating local whenever I can. I've been doing a lot of supporting of local businesses. Right. Wow. 
Yeah, the same. We try to do most of our holiday shopping local as, as local as possible. Mm -hmm. And there's been a few pagan books I picked up that I've I've gone out of my way to get from the neighborhood witch or uh, bookmark and not ordered Ooh. quick and easy on Amazon. Like I just ordered. I think it's called the ritual of writing from the bookmark and it's going to be a few weeks but i'd rather give them the money versus give it to amazon yeah good for you they need more money yeah yeah and we want them to stick around through everything i did work as well so that routine really means that my private practice it's all part of my day so i was able to maintain that the part that was difficult was those first few months. I have a dog, so I had a good excuse to walk around the block, but you couldn't even walk around two or three blocks. You know, they really wanted you to stay close to home. Couldn't go to beaches or parks or that type of thing. And a really large part of me getting in the zone is to be in nature. So Absolutely. I found that first few months difficult for that reason. But once things opened up and we never had to go to that extreme again it's been much easier because I need that feet in the ground walk around the Long Lake Park or whatever to cope. I'm much the same I got a little down at the beginning because mm -hmm. anytime I went to the places I would go walk the Mac run this that the beat wherever the places I may go it was like a participation ad Everything yeah. <laughs> were packed. There wasn't a minute yeah. to just stand beside the river or the lake and just connect. And if you did stand there connecting or, you know, trying to do your polarity of earth and sky, there's 15 people looking at you. Yeah. I did get really down in the beginning for a while. But then when Zoom things started going and I was in with my group and everything, that then it got better. But once summer came and you could really go out into the middle of, you know, wherever and go camping and this. But around Metro to find a place to connect quietly, that was hard. Mm-hmm. Nice that people were appreciating nature in a way that a distracted population doesn't normally. So nice to see people in the parks, nice to see people on the beach. And maybe that's a behavior that not at those crazy numbers. And already it's kind of died down those numbers. But I still go to the parks and the numbers are way higher than they have been in years past at the different times of the year. You know, for this time of year where it's kind of cold and stuff to drive there and see as many cars lined up outside yeah. the parking lot and that sort of thing. There are still people some that are maintaining those things that happened at the beginning of the lockdown. And I think that can only be good for everybody. You know, when you drive to the frog pond and you can't get in the parking lot, and it's like a mile on yeah. either side up the road. Yeah. And you want to say, I was here before, people. I was here before 2020. <laughs> be shoulder to shoulder in there it's great yeah but again it's wonderful that people are getting out and a lot of families yeah. out together which was lovely mm -hmm. so to circle back to what we were talking about with uh, the maritime peg community and its influx of members is a lot of the new members are that this covid quarantine lockdown has made them sort of sit down and look at themselves and look at the world around them and it's made them rethink a lot of things and a couple of 
quick Google searches and they you, re, you read about environmental concepts or sustainability or living a more sustainable lifestyle, it all leads you right back to paganism. And then they start to realize, wait a minute, like this is maybe more in tune of what I'm looking for. So that's been really interesting. I've had a lot of conversations with people online over the last few months uh, about that. A lot of new pagans that are like, how much lifestyle is there here? And it's like, it's not much different than what you're doing now, except better and healthier. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I was looking up something. I found it. One of the a video I found early, early on during the whole lockdown, and I'll link it in our uh, video. It's called The Great Realization. Hindsight is 2020. Did you guys ever see that? Uh, that's not what I've seen. No, I don't. So it basically, it's it's a guy telling the story to his child about the year 2020 when society starts to realize that, well, hold up, there's a lot of things in our society that just don't work. The economy is fake. It's not that the economy is fake, it's just it doesn't mean anything. And in the end of the day, your own personal health and mental health, being able to survive with a roof over your head, those are the things that actually matter. So with the conflict between landlords and renters and banks and economies and all this sort of stuff that people are starting to wake up to it's a really good video i'll send you guys the link later that'd be great i think yeah that actually corresponds very much to the great conjunction we've just had agreed how whatever it is is moved out of capricorn for the first time in 200 years and gone into air an air sign aquarius which will mean people will be thinking more and more about these things yeah you know, look at the last 200 years of capitalism and, you know, industrial revolutions and this and this and this. And look where that's got us. Yeah, be be more, you know, mindful and thinking about these things because we're going into Aquarius, which is a very, you know, social institution centric, you know, thinking about things, humanity. It's going to be very interesting, very interesting times coming. So not to wrap things up, but to sort of lead us back to the other end. Does any of you have any more comments about 2020? (laughs) That's a big smile. I was just wondering, Brian, I worked maybe even more in some ways than I, my one job I was, I was locked out of the prisons, but my job in the hospital was, you know, doubled down and there was as much overtime as a person could step up and take at the beginning for sure. I'm wondering, do you think that finally, after decades of people talking about creating a legal entity to further a non-denominational sense, the aims of paganism comes out of being at 2020, like that this actually, we finally managed to get our act together and have all the volunteers that said they were able to step up, you know, like has that come together because of 2020, do you think? I don't know if it's because of 2020. I think it's just, personally, I think it's just a natural evolution of society and time. Like we can only drive our gas guzzling cars and throw out our plastic wrappers for so long before we start to see the signs. And I think with 2020, people started to see those signs a lot quicker. Mm. Like there was periods during lockdown where the sky was so crystal clear because no one was driving and everything was so quiet and you could hear the birds and You see so many comments on social media of people saying like, my goodness, I've seen a variety of birds in downtown Halifax I've never seen before. Yeah, because there's (laughs) there's nothing else happening. It's great. You know, because so many people were locked down and not working. People got to look around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just too tired. Don't get the the chance to, to look around and go, holy cow, I never noticed that. I think, too, that we're always there. People started to notice. Yeah. The other big realization is with 
and unfortunately Margo didn't get to participate in this, but working from home, people started to realize, wait a minute, this job, I drive into town 45 minutes there, 45 minutes back every day. I can do this from home just as well as I can do it from the office. Yeah, I think a lot of that may continue Yeah, even yeah. when COVID uh, comes to its conclusion, whenever that may be. Many businesses also are going to say, we can make our offices half the size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spend way less money on electricity and heat and this and make their own businesses far more streamlined. I, I think that, that that could happen as well. Yeah. So that's where I was going next with this conversation is the pandemic's not over. We still got months to go. There's vaccines being given out now, but that doesn't mean anything. I'm not getting a vaccine for months. I'm not going to comment about you guys getting vaccines, but yeah, we've still got a period to go. And unfortunately, the previous lockdowns have all been in the spring, summer and fall. Now we're heading into the worst of the worst. I guess, fingers crossed, people can find some way to connect and hopefully it, it leads them out the other end. I know one thing I've mentioned to a couple of people that when the lockdown was really in full effect and people were really struggling, my mental health, which has always been very iffy for me, was actually quite good. And I was doing quite well. And I think part of that is because I realized that my life being a disaster at this point is not my fault. (laughs) it's you know it's outside influences and my life wasn't such a disaster but I was able to to look at it that way and my hope is that I can carry that forward so that even when COVID is over or whatever our new normal is I don't sink back into my old way of thinking of well this is all my fault right because I'm not good enough or I wasn't this enough. Whereas it's all outside. It's so much easier to deal with your own dumpster fire when you look around and realize everybody around you has a dumpster fire. Exactly. exactly. It's not my fault. The situation that's going on or the, the situation, the stressors that I'm trying to deal with are not of my own creation. So don't own that and don't wear it. Right. But rather than spending that energy owning it and torturing yourself, use that energy to have the strength to face them in a new and different way because we're having to face and learn how to do everything. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's it for today's episode. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in with us. And if you liked our show, we certainly would love for you to uh, go in and, and give us some stars there, give us a review. And if you have any questions or other comments or anything you'd you'd like to ask us, you can certainly go to our Facebook page, Three Witches and a Druid, and contact us that way. And we'll be speaking again in about two weeks. So until next time, everybody, merry meet. Merry heart. Merry meet again. Bless Bless be. This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.